Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to the second hour of the first day, the WIBC Sunday Magazine Show. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley. It is February 21st, and on this day in history, in 1986, the final nude Olympics at Purdue University. I never knew anything about this, but apparently this was big. If you went to Purdue during that time, I guess this was, this was a long-standing tradition. As the final Olympics at Purdue University was taking place, despite the threat of expulsion and danger of exposure, about 100 naked students ran in the Purdue University annual nude winter Olympics. Word spread quickly about the run, and an estimated 2,000 students were on hand to cheer along the participants. The marathon generally is staged on the coldest night of the year. I don't I can't imagine them still doing that. Well, no, it's been banned. The students of both sexes took part in what has become a campus tradition just minutes before midnight with a marathon jog in the enclosed Cary Quadrangle dormitory area. And then, as I said, the Winter Olympics were banned. Officials claimed the run violated state and university regulations and laws of public decency. <laughs> Speaking of cold, there is nothing better on a cold day like today than a bowl of soup and some crusty bread. And there is an event coming up for people like me that love, love, love soup. It's one of my favorite fundraisers of the year. It takes place at Second Helpings. It's called Super Bowls, uh, where I can get an extensive variety of soups and even buy some to go. And joining us now is the CEO of Second Helpings, Linda Broadfoot. How are you, Linda? I'm great. I'm excited for some soup, too, Terry. <laughs> Before we get to that, congratulations are in order for a couple of reasons. Congratulations to Second Helping's Food Rescue Team, the beneficiary of the Murphy USA Construction Competition this week, rescuing more than 4,000 pounds of canned goods. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Okay. Our team did a time-lapse video that just is amazing, showing them picking up all those cans off the floor. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's really awesome. And also to Laney and Robert, they're winners of the Girl Scout Cookie <laughs> Cook-Off competition that I got to, to judge. And and you're having a pretty good January. The reason I've gained over 20 pounds since I started working here. <laughs> uh, which is amazing. It, one in seven Hoosiers faces hunger. Thanks to the work of you all, Second Helpings, there's going to be 4,000 fewer people who are hungry tomorrow. To let people know how you do this. Yes, yeah, so Second Helpings has been around for 25 years, and we rescue food from wholesalers and suppliers and retailers and restaurants, and then we bring that food to our building, and we turn it into meals for about 100 community partners all over greater Indianapolis. So we're creating meals for nonprofits and community centers and park centers and senior centers t so that they can give their folks a nice hot meal while they're doing their programs. And then we also have our culinary job training program, which mm -hmm. is amazing and training up the next chefs and, and culinary experts in our community. Well, to help support your mission, Super Bowls is back February 3rd at Second Helpings. Tell everybody about this awesome event. 
Oh my God, it is so fun. Um, you get to come in, just kind of roam the building and taste soup. Uh, <laughs> so we'll have, oh, about a dozen or so very talented chefs from all over our community who will make amazing creations and you get to walk around and chat them up and hang out with other community members, try the different soups and vote, and then we'll crown a winner. So last year we had Brady Foster from Foster's Cafe and Catering. He made this Ethiopian spiced mm. smoked lamb stew that was all the rage. Wow. Um, and then you mentioned too, you can actually buy soup to take home. So if you have favorites, you can, we will prepackage some so that's available for purchase. So I will say that sells out really fast. Yeah, so it does. Make uh, yeah. that a first stop. Stop and get yep. your soup to go first because it does go quickly. The tickets by now are usually sold out. And so you need to get a ticket right now if you want to go to this. It's Is it $15, Linda? It is. Yes. That's all. And we've got about 150 tickets left. So okay. we're about 70% sold. It takes place at Second Helpings. And it's a great way, you know, for folks who haven't been here, a great approachable way to come in, support the mission. You don't have to get dressed up. You uh -uh. don't have to spend, you know, a bunch of money. You come in, support our work, and get to see it up close in the building where we do it every day. Yeah. Secondhelpings.org. And that's where you can also learn how to help through donations or even volunteering. Oh, excuse me. My voice changed all of a sudden. Uh, also, you can learn how to um, help in volunteering your time, too. You've got those opportunities as well, Linda. This we, we can't do without volunteers, uh, 100%. We have uh, volunteers outnumber staff about four to one every day in this building. They're back there chopping and, and delivering and doing amazing work. We're so grateful for the support we get from them. Yeah, we're so grateful to you and all you do for this community. Secondhelpings.org. Again, don't miss Super Bowls February 3rd at Second Helpings. Uh, 11.30 to 1.30. Tickets are just $15. Can we get the tickets at secondhelpings.org? Absolutely. Linda Broadfoot, Happy New Year to such a great organization, uh, CEO of Second Helpings. We'll see you on February 3rd. See you February 3rd. Thanks, Terry. Thank you. This is the first day, 93 WIBC. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley. And here is one of the great things about the weather being so cold. Uh, have you ever been to Veal's Ice Tree? Have you ever seen it? It is a magical, wonderful thing when the weather is as it is today. Because the Veal's, Veal Ice Tree, very famous, it is a massive icy sculpture created with nearby pond water at this person's home. It's been a Veal family tradition since 1961. I've seen it for years. Seems like last year was too warm. But you can stop by 6445 Mimosa Lane anytime between 8 and 10 p.m. This is someone's home you're going to. It is right now standing at about 30 feet. If you want to see it, go to Veal's Ice Tree on Facebook and you can see for yourself what it looks like. And uh, it just continues to grow as long as the temperatures stay as cold as they are. We've got 40 degrees going to make its way here to central Indiana in the middle of the week with a little bit of rain. I guess that's maybe Tuesday or so. So that's not going to help it at all. But for right now, if you want to do something fun today, go out and see it. 6445 Mimosa Lane. It's on the south east side of town and it's fantastic the famous veal ice tree and before we head into the break fisher's resident and season ticket holder Marin johnson was named the colts 2023 fan of the year and now Marin johnson is in the running for nfl fan of the year and you can vote for Marin johnson online at nfl.com okay but until then congratulations Marin johnson 2023 Colts Fan of the Year.
Coming up, Indiana has this rich music history, and it's on display right now at the Indiana State Museum. We've got details coming up. You're listening to The First Day on 93WIBC and WIBC.com. Ninety-three WIBC. It's Terry Stacy. Amazing Indiana music stories, organized by the Indiana Music History Project, is on display at the Indiana State Library. And joining us now is Rick Wilkerson. He is the executive director of the Indiana Entertainment Foundation, which manages the Indiana Music Project. Rick, it's so nice to have you with us. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for being here. You know, I want to hear more about the Indiana Music Project. What is that? Well, it's a it's a long time coming. I mean, you, maybe 10 years ago, a group of us kind of recognized that there weren't or the history of Indiana musicians and of all of all genres, um, but most notably the Indiana Avenue musicians, the jazz people uh, like Wes Montgomery and Freddie Hubbard and J.J. Johnson. People just don't know that they're from Indianapolis. So we decided to try to do something about that. And 10 years later, here we are. Well, so how far back in Indiana's history do you find stories about music? Well, I think as far back as you can look, there's stuff going back into the late 1800s and probably beyond that. Our focus has really been, at least for for the most part, the vinyl era, 1950 to 1990, just because that's in most people's memories, or at least, you know, those of us of a certain age. And there's a lot of documentation you can get from vinyl records. I owned record stores for about 20 years, and I learned that there's good in every genre, and I, I became a fan of just about everything. I'm pretty much a rock and roll kid, and, you know, kind of went from that into punk and new wave and progressive rock and things like that. But uh, I really like a little bit of everything, and I've become in later life a much bigger jazz fan than I ever have been. The record stores that you owned, you said for a long time, where were they? What were they called? Um, I had Missing Link Records uh, with a, a partner in uh, Broad Ripple. And then that was uh, 1994 to 2008, I think it was. And then Irvington Vinyl on the east side uh, was uh, 2014 to 2018. And it continues with new ownership. Vinyl, I'm told, is coming back. Oh, it's it's way back. In fact, you know, it still surprises me a bit. But, the, you know, the vinyl industry uh, continues to grow. It's never going to be what it was in the 60s and 70s when it was the primary medium for acquisition of music. But it is uh, much bigger than most people realize. And the Karma stores and all of the record stores stay pretty busy. Amazing Indiana Music Stories uh, will be on display through the end of March. Tell us about some of those stories, those artists in the exhibits. The Indiana State Library has six different cases, so we've decided to do a different topic for each of the six cases. So you have uh, Indianapolis Soul, which was is focused on the, the ni- late 1960s and into the mid-1970s. Um, you have the Jackson 5. You have uh, Indiana Avenue Jazz, which focuses, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. Star Jeanette out of Richmond, which was a, a groundbreaking company in the early days in 1920s. And then a, a follow-up piece to that were called the Jeanette Suite, which is a, a jazz piece that just was released by uh, Brent Wallerab and uh, his band, the, the Selly Wallerab Jazz Orchestra, honoring the Jeanette 
recordings of the 1920s. Um, and then we have a, a case of Indiana rock, which includes punk and new wave. And then we have a case of country, which includes bluegrass and rockabilly. Are you a collector? Oh, yeah. That's where this all got started. Oh, are some of these pieces your own pieces that are in the exhibits? Technically, no. I've been in the process and finalized this in December of, of donating my entire Indiana music collection to the nonprofit. Oh. So they were mine. Um, I collected them, and uh, now they belong to the nonprofit. What are some of your treasures? Gosh, I still have a few thousand LPs and a few thousand 45s of, of all types. Probably particularly treasure some of my outside of Indiana we're speaking now some of my german rock stuff that i, I collected in the from the early 70s wow. which is a is something i i really like there's just so much I, you know i i no longer can point to favorites i just i appreciate music of all genres and i've hung on to that which still speaks to me the most why is this so important and why that this exhibit is really important for everybody to see well hoosiers are funny you know we we i'm sure you guys talk about this all the time on wibc we we just kind of have this aw shucks mentality that not much has ever happened here except sports <laughs> we remember every you know we remember the fourth string quarterback from 1985 right but we don't remember the great musicians and i'm not picking on sports but we think that Indiana's music history is, you know, stacks up with any states. And, you know, the problem is that most of our best musicians uh, moved on from Indiana. And that's still happening because there are bigger opportunities in the large cities uh, where the music industry is is biggest. So it's, we just think it's important for us to know our own culture and, and appreciate. And it goes well beyond music. I mean, you could say this about, you know, about literature. You can say this about poetry. You could say this about science. Just about any field, Indiana just has always contributed mightily. Its citizens are intelligent and innovative and creative, and they just don't get credit. And yeah. so this is, you know, our choice of Indiana music is we, we want to we want people to get credit for what they've done. Again, this is going to be on display through the end of March. It's called Amazing Indiana Music Stories, and it's at the State Library located on Ohio Street. Rick Wilkerson is with us, the executive director of the Entertainment Foundation. What's that? What is the Entertainment Foundation? Well, it's the official nonprofit. Uh, we started out uh, kind of having a slightly broader scope. We were covering broadcasting and film and might still, but it, about a year ago, we decided that almost all of our work and energy and my passion was music. So we decided to uh, create the Indiana Music History Project so that people would really understand what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Entertain entertainment is a very broad word. So it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but we really are all about Indiana music. Amazing Indiana Music Stories, organized by the Indiana Music History Project, and our friend Rick Wilkerson, the executive director of the nonprofit Indiana Entertainment Foundation, managing the Indiana Music History Project. If people would like to know more, do they need to go to the library's website, or where would they go, Rick? Uh, the best, the best place to find us uh, is on Facebook as well as uh, our website, which is indianafound.org. Um, you can start there and jump off to the various other projects that we're doing. Okay. Thank you, Rick, so much. We appreciate it. Happy New Year, and everybody, I hope you get a chance to see this exhibit it, again going through the end of March. While I was talking to Rick, I was thinking about some of the great bands, local bands of the 70s and 80s, and uh, Roadmaster came to mind, Faith Band, uh, Rods and Cones, P.S. Dump Your Boyfriend, Remember? <laughs> Oliver Syndrome, of course, Henry Lee Summer, Jimmy Ryder, just, you know, just so many really great 
um, artists that and bands that didn't go beyond Indianapolis. I don't think. But anyway, that that was my those were my memories of bands in the seventies and eighties here locally in Indianapolis. Hey, before we take a break, I would love to see you today at the Indianapolis Home Show. If you're headed out, we'd love to see you out at the fair, at the uh, fairgrounds. I'm going to be emceeing on the Precision Outdoors Living Stage, which is in the West Pavilion. And I've got some WIBC bags I'll take with me. I don't have a whole lot, but the WIBC tote bags, if you need something to carry all the free stuff that you're going to find, Go ahead and grab one from me if I still have them available up on the stage in the West Pavilion. Also, get your discount tickets at IndianapolisHomeShow.com. That'll save you a couple of bucks. Coming up after the break, Kylan has a story about a fantastic app. For those of you that love, uh, you know, sitting on the couch and watching TV, <laughs> I mean, this is a good one. And uh, Kylan's got more. After today's top stories, 93 WIBC. is a beautiful day even though it's a little cold there's no doubt that we live busy lives right we finally get time to sit down and have some time to ourselves we flip through the channel on the tv or choose between the thousands of streaming platforms whether you had to buy peacock recently and you still can't find something to watch well we're gonna solve that today welcome back to the first day on 93 wibc We are flooded with different things to watch, which is a blessing, but also a curse because you spend so much time just trying to figure out what to watch. Well, Gatsby Frimpong, CEO and co-founder of the Gatsby TV app, has figured out a solution and he joins us today. Gatsby, welcome to First Day. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Kylan. Can you describe Gatsby TV for us? Yeah, no problem. So essentially, Gatsby TV is a mobile app which you can download on either iOS or Android, which allows you to search, review, and also discover uh, new TV shows and movies. What we're doing is we aggregate everything from all of the various networks, put it all in one place, allow you to filter through it. And then lastly, and probably most importantly, we allow you to share that experience of watching TV and movies with your friends via recommendations. So if I've recently watched a really cool new movie like this Game of Thrones things that came out a few years ago, I can say, hey, anyone else in my network that essentially I think might be interested in watching, here's a recommendation. And when I send a recommendation, I'll show you ratings and then also where you can watch any of the TV shows, especially this one, either for free subscription or how you can buy it. Wow. In this press release, it says that according to your surveys, most people spend 30 to 40 minutes flipping through streaming services trying to find a new show or TV. We do spend so much time trying to find what to watch. Yeah, 100%. And I'm. it's interesting because I think with the litany of various uh, streaming video on demand services, whether it be Hulu, Netflix, Apple TV+, HBO Max, Paramount+, Apple TV+, you name it, I'm starting to run out of breath. You would think that it's actually getting easier and easier to find things to watch. But with more choices, actually comes more confusion. And so it's not that we don't have many different TV shows and movies to watch. It's more so the parsing of all the TV shows and movies, which essentially we help with. And that seems to be the problem today. One of the things that is common is you're fighting against the algorithm. You watch one movie, and even if you didn't like it, they'll give you recommendations for that pretty much same movie. How do you fight against the algorithm, but also using the algorithm in your favor? 
Yeah. So the thing that's interesting to me, and I have a pretty extensive background in technology. I've worked at Apple. I've worked at Microsoft. I've worked at Google and Cisco Systems primarily for my entire career as an engineer. So I know quite a bit about engineering algorithms, how these things work. And what's interesting to me about them is that, yes, to your point, they're very much backwards looking. So they'll see, hey, you've been watching a lot of, uh, let's say, Christmas movies, uh, which I have lately. I've watched <laughs> good ones uh, and, and revisited some that I've seen in the past, kind of like an annual tradition like most families. And then they'll keep recommending these things. And so what's interesting to me about that is that the reason why a lot of people tend to watch certain TVs or movie shows isn't necessarily because the algorithms are accurately predicting what we want to watch next. The thing that's actually happened is they're starting to shape what we want to watch next, right? Because they keep sending you these same things over and over again. You say, well, you know, there's another Christmas movie. I guess I'll check that out. And so what we do to sort of differentiate this, and there's a lot of discussion in the mainstream media today about AI and, and all these various things and how it's going to take over humanity is really we're trying to bring humanity back into the process. And so what I mean by that is that let's say, for instance, and this is kind of where the idea is born, most time people are eating lunch or they're talking with a cousin, friend, family member, whatever it may be, and they say, hey, you know, I just watched this new show, Bridgerton, you should check it out. Generally oh, happens I love Bridgerton. Off- yeah, yeah. And the thing is that offline conversation that we may be having at brunch, lunch, the water cooler, wherever it may be, we take that recommendation and then we go home later on that evening or maybe on the weekend and we actually forget about it. And so I said to myself, you know, how can we bring that offline conversation to something online? And with this app, what you can do is the next time you're having that conversation offline at the water cooler at brunch, you can say, you know what, I'm going to recommend it to you in this app. And the next time you sit down to watch something, open up this app and you can see all the recommendations from not only myself and your other friends. And that's how we get away from having the algorithms constantly just recommend us the same thing and instead get fresh ideas from people who are all around us. We're talking with Gatsby Frimpong, the co-founder and CEO of Gatsby TV. There's the app the tech company has created, which is offering a fun new way to discover these television shows in movies without having to go through the time limit of just searching. Gatsby, you are over at Stanford University in California, which kind of jealous because here in Indiana, we've been dealing with this huge freeze and all the snow on the ground and in I've honestly been going back to Christmas movies, but there are so many new shows to watch, whether it's just because it's the new year, things are being released, or with the award shows these past few weeks, there are plenty of award winners to watch. Do you have any recommendations of shows that you found through your app? Yeah, no, there's definitely some stuff out there. I think the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is there's a Penguin spinoff. So it's uh, the Penguin, which is the uh, the bad guy in the in the Batman movies. But this isn't a movie. This is a series. And that's quite interesting to me. I think as a whole, and this is sort of going on a tangent here, but the whole DC Marvel movie and TV uh, show universe is quite interesting because in 2023, and basically since the pandemic, um, a lot of the movies coming out of uh, Disney and, and Warner Brothers on this have not done as well as they have in the past. Like, you know, the Avengers series, I, a lot of people know about that, uh, Endgame, and so on and so forth. And then there's also the, the Batman trilogy that came out most recently with Christian Bale, or when I say recently, I think it was like 2012, but still. Um, since, since those have started up, uh, there's been a lot of various spinoffs, whether it be Shazam last year came out, um, so did Aquaman, and I mean, people barely went and saw them. So it, 
it, it's quite interesting to see where those franchises were. And maybe people are sort of superheroed out, and maybe that's what's going on, or maybe, honestly, the movies are just bad. There's also the, the writer's strike, which, which had paused a lot of projects. And so because of the writer's strike, there, there really had been sort of like a backlog of things that weren't getting made that are now hopefully um, starting up this year. And so, again, just to sort of reiterate, the first thing I'd say is probably this Penguin spinoff uh, TV series. I had not even heard of it. So thank you for introducing me to something new already. Yeah, yeah, no problem at all. Like I said, there's a lot of good stuff in that arena. I know that um, basically, if you've heard of sort of like the Joker movies that have come out most recently, Joaquin Phoenix was in one of them. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, I almost feel like they're trying to make money off of the same themes over and over again and so they're getting deeper and deeper it's like mm-hmm. okay we can't make another movie on batman so let's start doing it on each one of his nemesis okay we find joker all right now we find penguin i'm sure there'll be a riddler movie coming or mo- a movie TV show yeah coming out but um the stuff is good the stuff is good i think like i said with the writer strike i'm just hoping that it's not about quantity it's more so about quality because mm-hmm. i think that's also lacking in the industry right and i'm happy that you're helping us sift through all of it with the Gatsby TV app. Gatsby, where can people check out this app? Go ahead. For those who are interested and download it via the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, just type in Gatsby TV. It'll for sure be there. And if you're having trouble finding it, just go to www.gatsby.tv and there's uh, links to go ahead and download the app there too. So yeah, thank you for having me. Gatsby Frimpong, co-founder and CEO of Gatsby TV. You heard him, Gatsby.tv, or you can find it on your app store, Gatsby TV. Download it and give the app a review. Gatsby, thank you for taking the time today and sharing this awesome project with us. Awesome. Thank you. No problem at all. Hey, not only New Year, new shows, but New Year, new Devour. We're going to talk about Devour Indie Winterfest next during Food News, right here on 93 WIBC. Congressman and an occasional aristocrat. All right. And then I got me a Georgia mansion in a delicate New York townhouse. Wow. Country music icon and Grammy winner Reba McIntyre. Did you hear, Kai, that she's going to sing the national anthem at the <gasps> Super Bowl? What? It was announced this week that uh, Reba was selected to sing the national anthem. Rapper Post Malone, of course, is going to be performing America the Beautiful. Love it. And singer Andra, is it Andra Day? Yeah, she sings the song Rise Up. I think she even performed that at the White House. Uh, singer Andre Day, I shouldn't know, I don't know who that is, but Andre Day will take the stage for Lift Every Voice and Sing. Okay. And then, of course, you know, halftime mm-hmm. is uh, Usher. So it's going to be a Super Bowl to remember on February 11th at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Reba singing the national anthem. I love it. I'm going to switch gears on you now, Kai. Here's Kylan Talley <gasps> with Food News! Oh, food, glorious food. <laughs> My favorite time with the studio smelling so good. Mm. Mm. <laughs> to start us off, it is National Granola Bar Day. Personally, one of my favorites because this is a snack that I personally, it's a go-to for me. I normally take those Nature Valley granola bars and crunch them up just to get the granola and put it in my yogurt, which is what I did for breakfast. Some other good news, Black House Cafe had their grand opening yesterday. They were that horror-themed coffee shop in Fountain Square that we tasted. Congratulations to you guys. Go check them out. And Parlor Donuts, also one of our tastings, that was, was the croissant donuts, the cronuts. They are opening a location on the north side. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that one. 
Uh, this one I came across just throughout the week is that you could be paid to drive the Oscar Wienermobile. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? You remember the Oscar Wienermobile, right? <laughs> so much fun. And you the applications are just one year and it's a full-time paid job. You can go do it. Check it out. Subway footlong cookies are now available at all locations. You remember when they debuted it for National Cookie Day? Now you can secure your own. Some other food deals to secure. Burger King will be celebrating National Croissant Day with one cent croissant breakfast sandwiches on January 30th. Mark your calendar for this one because I'm pretty excited. Just a penny for croissant breakfast sandwiches. Another food deal is if you spend at least $25 at Kroger, you can snag a free Kroger mac and cheese with your order. So if you're going shopping anyways, make sure you grab this digital coupon in the app and then get this free Kroger mac and cheese because you might as well. This week, just to put it on your radar, um, Eskenazi Health is hosting a coffee and chat event for primary care nurses this Tuesday, January 23rd from 5 to 6 p.m. Also this week, Commission Row, it's a new restaurant by the Bicentennial Unity Plaza across Greenbridge Fieldhouse. They'll be having their ribbon cutting tomorrow. I'm pretty excited for that. And tomorrow, also, I'm so excited for it, Devour Winterfest begins January 22nd through February 4th. You can go to devourindy.com for all the participating restaurants. But the one that we're going to interview today Kennard and Drake's 1830 Chop House on the north side in Lebanon. And we're talking with Brady Martin, the general manager of this elegant steakhouse, who's also the event coordinator and managing partner with Unforgettable Catering. Welcome to the program, Brady. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me on today. Thank you so much. Can you just tell us generally about 1830 Chop House? Yeah, so we are a steakhouse located in downtown Lebanon. We're on the west side of the square. We've been here since about 2019, so about three three years, going on four now. Kennard and Drake were some of the founders of Lebanon, Indiana, so that's kind of where we got the name from, and we've just been playing off of it ever since. What sets you apart from all of the other steakhouses around? What I really think sets us apart is our executive chef and managing partner, Sean Sublette. Sean has been doing this for almost 30 years now and has gone all across the United States during his culinary journey. Um, and then just recently, he started back in 2019 the Kennard and Drake's Chop House with kind of a vision to give a formal dining setting where people can come in, have a nice meal, and actually enjoy their experience again. Mm -hmm. 30 years. That's wild. And now you're a part of Devour Inti, of course. What does Devour mean to a restaurant like yours? For us, it's just a great opportunity to get people that we have not met before or maybe haven't found us before in the door so they can try our food and just really get a feel for what we're like. Mm -hmm. Tell us about this Devour menu that you'll be offering. So, yeah, I mean, a couple of my favorites on the menu are definitely our chopped salad. Um, It's a Mediterranean chopped salad with shredded romaine, lettuce, grape tomatoes, and diced English cucumbers. And it's got an Italian vinaigrette dressing on it. So it's a great way to start your meal off. Um, In our second course, my favorite is our wild boar ragu. It is a pasta. Mm -hmm. It's a traditional Italian ragu. It's made from scratch with fresh herbs and spices and plenty of ground wild boar that we source from Texas. So it's uh, locally here in the United States, and we're just happy to have it on our menu. And then what would be one of your favorite third courses, uh, one of the desserts? 
So I'm a sucker for a good cheesecake, mm -hmm. and all of our cheesecake is made in-house, um, and we always have a different selection on the menu. So I can't quite tell you what's going to be on the menu for Devour, but I'm sure it's going to delight. Oh, my gosh. Uh, from all the pictures that I just see on the website, oh, delicious. And the wild boar ragu, it's not even... That's just grazing the surface. You've got braised short ribs. You've got seafood paella. It's so many different options that you guys are offering. And I'm really excited for what Devour is going to bring. I, I am too. And I mean, for our seafood lovers, we even have our Maryland crab dip. And if you've never had that before, you need to rush in to get it. Looking through your restaurant website menu, I didn't see these menu items listed just in your regular menu. Are these specific to Devour? These are all specific to Devour. A couple of these items we have on our our event center menu. So we have an event center upstairs above the restaurant that we've had now for over two years. And so some of these things we've picked off of that menu, but a lot of this is handcrafted for Devour. Wow. Oh my gosh. That makes me so excited. Um, can you preview our tasting for us? What are we going to be having a little bit of? So you guys are going to be getting to taste our wild boar ragu pasta, oh. as well as our pork tenderloin and our chopped salad as well, plus the cheesecake. I can't send you guys away without the cheesecake. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. I've just been sitting in the background waiting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> cannot wait. That was Terry Stacy. Oh, amazing. We're talking with Brady Martin, general manager of 1830 Chop House over on the north side up in downtown Lebanon. Go check them out. And you can see the menu right at devourindy.com. You can find them online, 1830chophouse.com, or on social media. And, hey, their reservations are open for Valentine's Day. Get them in ahead of time. I think this is a great place to go for it. Are you guys doing anything special for Valentine's Day? We are, but you will have to wait like the rest <gasps> to find out what oh, we're doing. Oh, Brady. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I cannot wait to update. Oh, I'm so excited. Go check out them again, 1830chophouse.com. Brady, is there anything else you'd like to mention before I let you go? No, I'm just so glad to be on here. And again, I thank you for letting me be here today. Thank you so much. Really good. Good luck with Devour. I hope you enjoy all the people who come through your doors. And thanks for spending time and sharing such good food with us today. Thank you. 1830 Chop House. Thanks for this food. So oh, good. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for blessing us. Uh -huh. Again, Devour Indie starting tomorrow, January 22nd, and running through February 4th. You can find all of the participating restaurants at devourindie.com. We'll be featuring another restaurant with the Devour menu next Sunday, so be sure to come back. Oh, hey, just a reminder, last weekend, last day, to even ice skate here downtown. I'm sorry, I'm still eating. I'm thinking about you. Thank you for reminding us. It's the last weekend for ice skating at, at the Bicentennial Unity Plaza with Elevance Health uh, Ice Skating Rink. Yeah. Oh. It's breaking Kylan's heart. It makes me so sad. And we can't figure out why you're closing it now uh, unless there's something the going on for the All Star game that, that you need to have mm -hmm. that available. And I'm sure that's what it is. We'll find out for you. Yep, we will. But Next in the week. meantime, have a great week ahead. Thanks to everybody on the show today. Today's top stories are next on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? 
I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller. I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. (laughs) 